my mom, Mary Martinez, you know the Bible says that we're to honor our father and mother. So we will have a long life and everything will be good for us if we do that. So mom, I honor you today. You've been a blessing to our family. She's always here when we need her. And I just thank God for her health. She's a, a wonderful woman. So let's just give her another hand. So anyway, for, with all the things that mothers go through, this is what I wanted to talk about, uh, how to reconceptualize your life. Really, your life, what, what's it all about? It's all about our thoughts, really, and our relationships. How we think every day is what is going to get us to be successful, to be victorious, and also our relationships. If our relationships are good, too, that is going to make us successful, just like Jesus was. He loves, and God wants us to love. But I wanted to just talk about, I am retired now, and of course, I think everybody knows. I just, <laughs> praise the Lord, <laughs> kind of, sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm retired now, and um, I just wanted to talk about how, after I was retired a month, I, I retired last September, in October, I started fixing the church upstairs. I just, you know, I, I worked for all those 20 years in human resources, and I came here and said, I'm gonna, you know, just really get that upstairs going. Well, uh, I was doing that, and all of a sudden, here I'm retired. Everything's supposed to be lovely, right? <laughs> all of a sudden, I started getting these horrible stress headaches in the back of my head, and they wouldn't go. You know, usually when you have a headache, it's like, okay, go in the name of Jesus. And it's gone, but this one wouldn't go. So I was like, oh, wow. And they hurt. And so there was a lot of pain, serious pain and a lot of hurt. So I went to the doctor. And um, so the doctor told me it's from all the stress you had. Now it's coming out in you. So I encourage you guys, don't stress. Don't worry. It's a sin. Don't do it because it causes bad in your life. So anyway, Pastor Chuck, he's such a support to me. And I want to thank you because he helps me, he he helped me every day through that, through those um, scary headaches. And he would just calm me down. He goes, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And so then I started, kept saying, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through. It's going to be good on the other side. And so uh, we prayed, and, um, you know, the headaches went away. And then all of a sudden, I realized I had all these other problems. <laughs> I had all these other problems. I was working so much, I never realized that I had problems, right? So now I have a chance to sit back and think about my life, right? Oh my God. I got all these problems. So, I made a list. <laughs> made a list, this was made about three or four months ago. All my 26 problems, right? Now, the intention was good. The intention was Psalm, <laughs> Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. It says, if you, you know, you, my son, attend to my words, if you listen to the word, if you keep your mind on the word, 
it will be life to you and it will heal all your flesh. So I said, Lord, heal all my flesh, okay? I need it healed. Now that I'm retired, I need to rest and relax and recover from all that stress that I went through. So this is it. I'm going to put it up here. We're not going to forget about it. It's going to be there so you can see it. Um, but so that's what I did. I made the list. And then I was thinking, that's weird. That's not normal to have all those problems. And then I looked up the word hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. I forgot. There's people out there. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, so I looked at the word hypochondriac, and you wouldn't believe it. It was me. Okay, so this is it in a quick, in a quick way. If you do internet searches about health, you're a hypochondriac. If you have multiple doctor's appointments that you go to all the time, you're a hypochondriac. Constant complaining about your health, hypochondriac. Fear of future illness and fear of getting worse with the illness, like thinking pains or sickness, they're never going to end. This is how you're going to be the rest of your life. And then if you carry a pharmacy in your purse, you're a hypochondriac. Okay, so I realized that. So my life was on hold. My life was on hold because I had all these problems, okay? Not only did I have the headaches, all of a sudden after I took the, uh, I think I told Cecilia this, after I took the, what is it, the shot for COVID, the vaccine, it got louder. Then I had another problem. Tinnitus. <laughs> Tinnitus, right? So anyway, um, my life was on hold, so we started listening to, um, a Christian ther um, psychologist, all of us, all three of us, psychologists or therapists or whatever she is, she's a brain scientist too, at home, it's an app about, she's a Christian to help uh, Christians overcome toxic thinking. Toxic thinking is negative thinking. This hypochondria is really hypo, uh, it's really toxic if you're thinking about your sicknesses all the time. There's also many other things that can be negative, like if you think negative about people, you can't forgive people, you know, if you just don't like that one, if you can't, uh, if you can't uh, discuss things with your family because you guys are at odds together. These are all toxic thinking. And so this lady has given her life to help Christians and other people Learn how to change their thinking, to get rid of the toxic thoughts, to live in a good life, and to have a healthy mind and a healthy brain. So um, that's what she said. What she was saying was, the fact is, and this is um, researched and it's true, the fact is that we lose and gain 60 to 70 billion cells a day in our body. Okay? And we shape the quality of those cells through our thinking. Our thinking is what shapes our future. Our thinking and then our talking. Because what we say shapes our future. So she was saying, whatever you are this day, you have created that in your life. So she wants to help people change that. Change that thinking. 
change it in a good way to make it better. It's not easy to change something you've been doing for many, many years. But you can do it because God says we can do it through his word. So anyway, um, this is, okay, and then I was going to say, this is how sickness and disease can take hold of your body and mind through the toxic thoughts. The enemy will put a thought in our mind, okay, you have a pain here. And then you keep, and it's bad, and you keep thinking about it. And then it starts happening more and more and more. You can't dwell on it. You can't dwell on the thoughts. The Bible says to, um, in Isaiah 26.3, I was going to say this later, but for some reason I want to say it now. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Yeah. Jesus is the word. So if you keep your mind on Jesus, go to the Gospels. Read the Gospels about what he did and what he, how he healed people, what he said. Dwell on that. If you can't sleep, you'll go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> You know, or just dwell on the word. You know, the word and Jesus are the same. So that's what we have to do. Praise the Lord. So we shape the quality of those cells through our thinking, our feeling, and our choosing. All right, our choosing. So when you see people older and they're in rest homes and things like that, you know, we have to care for them. And I'm, you know, that's so true. But a lot of times they're there because they listen to society. You know, I worked for Kaiser, and I know some of you here work for Kaiser. <laughs> but I worked for Kaiser for many years, and they're so, they research and they do all kinds of things. But I'll be honest with you. Every once in a while, I get a doctor that's negative. Like I went in for my ear, uh, 10 years ago I had almost perfect hearing in both ears and I went in like two weeks ago and this ear has lost 60%. You know, they call it Meniere's disease and it, 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 you lose hearing. And the audiologist was like, why didn't you come in five years ago? They could have helped you. They could have helped you five years ago. I go, I didn't come in five years ago because I could hear. <laughs> And the doctor, because I had the tinnitus back then, the doctor said, there's nothing you can do about the tinnitus, which I don't believe. The name of Jesus can get rid of anything. I don't believe that. So when doctors tell you things contrary to the word of God, you say, okay, I receive what you say, but I don't do what you say because I'm believing God. So anyway, um, People, then they get older, they start not remembering. You know, the doctors will say, you know, when you get older, you're not going to remember that well. Or you're not going to do this. You're not going to be able to concentrate. You know, you're getting older. You're getting more weakly. That is not true. We have the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, right? He, he brings back to our remembrance everything. We don't have to believe that. Don't believe it. It's a lie. Doesn't matter what age you are, no matter what people say to you, God, he says, I am the Lord that heals thee. And he does that. 
So let's get back to the word reconceptualize. <laughs> okay, it means to look at things in a new light or a different viewpoint, not based on your former hurts and pains, but through the eyes of the word of God. For instance, if a family member forgets to invite you to something or they accidentally slight you at a party and they don't say hi to you, you might feel bad. If you have like rejection or insecurity from your past, that's an automatic response you're going to have to say, oh, they don't like me. And then you're reading their mind. You're trying to read their mind because you really don't know. You really don't know what they're thinking, right? You don't. People read, try, they read people's minds all the time to say what they're thinking, and it's not true. You don't have any proof of that. For example, my son, when, when you know, he's very business-minded, and he's fun. Him and I have a fun relationship. We laugh all the time. But when he's in his business mode, don't go near him. <laughs> he's in love, but he's like, Mom, you know, right now I can't talk. I got to do this. I got to get this done. And it used to hurt me. You know, it used to hurt me. But now I realize he, he's a busy man, and he's helping with this ministry, and he wants to make sure he gets things done, and he gets it done right. He said, Mom, we'll have fun later. That's what he tells me. <laughs> we'll have fun later, you know. So we, we, we have to walk in the love of God. We must think the best of our families, of our friends, of everybody. Um, in the Amplified Version of 1 Corinthians 13, 5, um, I think that's up. Yes, thank you, Anthony. Um, I'm sorry it took me so long to get to the scriptures. But anyway, um, you know, the Bible says don't even pay attention to it. If somebody suffers you wrong or they treat you evil, don't even pay attention to it. Don't, because you won't, you won't go into unforgiveness or offense. You see? You won't be offended. You won't have unforgiveness. You'll let it go. And you say, okay, Lord, I believe the best of that person. I'm not going to let it go into my heart and cause me pain. That, that is what, I, that scripture absolutely changed my relationship with my husband and my son when I started meditating on 1 Corinthians 13. We even passed out the scripture on Valentine's Day. We gave the scripture on Valentine's Day to everybody to take home and put on their, their wall because it's powerful. If you meditate on that scripture and you obey it, it's a command from God. It's not a choice. It's a command from God, the whole 1 Corinthians 13. It gauges where we're at and whether or not we're using love and self-control in our relationships. Like, for example, one of my uh, relatives, they had a wedding. I wasn't invited. So instead of me getting all upset and all worked up, I just said, you know what, Lord? There must be a reason they didn't invite me. Maybe they didn't have enough money. You know, maybe, I don't know. I, I wasn't going to try and guess why. But I just let it go. And then even when we had our anniversary, we invited them to it. You know, we weren't going to let that influence us, right? Because we love the person. So 
you just never know why people do things. And, and that's when, you know, it's so important to pray and just say, Lord, if you want to show me why, that's okay. But if not, I just give it up to you. So um, it's so important um, that, okay, where am I at again? Oh, I changed the, I changed the page. Okay, sorry, you guys. Okay, so talk about reconceptualizing again. To see situations in a new light, we need to renew, reassess, and reframe. And what does God tell us to think on? What those, so everything is are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise. Think on these things. That's the barometer. 1 Corinthians 13 and Philippians 4, 8. Okay, that's the barometer. Like, for example, when I had those headaches, I think the way that really delivered me was I changed my thinking. Instead of thinking about the experience. Because, you know, once you have a bad experience, sometimes it causes trauma to your mind because of the pain and everything. So I asked the Lord, Lord, help me think the right way. So the Lord showed me the oil of the Holy Spirit coming down my head all the way down instead of that pain coming in. And then I started getting better because I started changing my thoughts. So let's go, we have a few more scriptures. Let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Um, now, this is so important here also. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Let's stop. Can you say, I can present my body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. God wants us to live holy. That is so important, and that's like one of the first steps to getting transformation, to getting deliverance, to getting everything that you want, the abundance of God. You have to be able to say, Lord, I present my life to you for you, and that I'm living my life to please you. I'm not living it to please my flesh. I'm living it to please you. That's like the first step in deliverance and transformation. And then it says in verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what we're talking about here, being transformed. If you want to be transformed by God, you can't be a Sunday morning only Christian. You can't come to church just on Sunday morning, do what you want during the week, and then come back on Sunday and expect to get transformed. Because the Bible says we have to renew our mind in the day and in the night. Well, you say, well, what do I do in the day? You meditate on the Word. What do I do in the night? I meditate on the Word. You say, but I'm so busy. Well, you're meditating anyway on something. So you might as well replace it with the right thing. So what I do is I take little scriptures with me, little books that I have. I take them with me, and I, when I'm sitting in a line, I'll read it. My husband taught me to do this. <laughs> I'll read it. If I'm having lunch by myself, I'll read it. At home, 
I'll go into the bedroom and, you know, I'll meditate on the word. Take it with you, people. You don't leave the word of God in the Bible after you read it. You take it with you throughout your whole day. That's meditating on the word day and night. Thank you. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. This is another part of the whole thing. The enemy is here to try and throw bad thoughts to us. He tries to put bad thoughts in our minds all the time. Okay? So you have to be able to, in 1 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down imaginations in every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Does that say, am I wrong? Does that say every thought? Yes. Think about that. Every thought. God is a high, he has high expectations. You know, he didn't say some of your thoughts. He said every thought. You say, oh my gosh, how can I cast down every thought? But you can. Through the blood of Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. And we have a strong mind. Say this with me. I have a strong mind. I, have a strong mind. I am not forgetful. I, am not forgetful. I, have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. The love of Jesus is in me. And I do not have a spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what you have to tell yourself every day. Because the enemy will try to put thoughts in your head. You're like, whoa. And they try to scare you or, you know, make you think, am I doing the right thing? Whatever he tries to do. And you have to be able to cast that thought down, replace it with the word of God, and tell the enemy to go. Tell him to go in Jesus' name, and he has to go. So let's talk about Jesus. I'm getting closer, so let's talk about Jesus. It's already, woo. Okay, let's talk about Jesus. Jesus went to Martha's house. Remember Martha in the Bible? Martha, Martha. And Mary was there, her sister. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. I can't move. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to him. And Martha came to Jesus and said, Jesus, do you care about me? My si I'm doing all this stuff. My sister is sitting there, and I'm making the meal. Do you care about me? Tell her to come in the, the, the kitchen. He was teaching, and she went to him and said that. They must have known each other pretty good for her to say that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Jesus, did he say anything bad? What would we have said, or maybe what would I have said? Woman, can't you see that I'm teaching? Come on. You're accusing me of not caring? Come on, Martha. You know better than that. He, he could have said that, but he didn't. He was so loving and so calm, he didn't scold her at all for interrupting his teaching. And he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. He got her right where she was. She was worried and troubled. He knew that she was worried and troubled. He said, but the one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. 
He complimented Mary because she was doing the right thing, but he had to tell her where, uh, Martha where she was at. So this is a lesson from Jesus. Not to, get, not to let your emotions, or I'm sure maybe it startled him or something when she broke into the meeting or whatever she did, but he didn't respond in a bad way. He didn't take to toxic emotions. Obviously, the meal wasn't that important to Jesus. <laughs> he wasn't that hungry, right? But the lesson from his is not to give in to the toxic emotions that we might have given into. So um, we, can, we can lose friends. That's one thing. We can lose friends if we respond wrong sometimes, if we're upset. And we have to be really careful of that. And he was close to her. And he wanted to make sure he kept that relationship. So we want to have good responses and good speech like Jesus. He's, a, he's an example to us. Okay, so then let's move on now to an important key to reconceptualization is honest communication with your friends, with your family, with those that are closest to you because those are the ones that really help us through things. So, like I said, we were going through the Caroline Leaf, the neurocycle, and we would sit in the couches. We have three couches in the living room. We would all lay down there. Charles would turn on the neurocycle, and there was questions. Uh, uh, Caroline Leaf would talk about different subjects, you know, about anxiety, about, um, you know, anger, all kinds of different things. She goes over all kinds of subjects. And so we would answer those questions about it. And really, it was a lot of fun, and we're still doing it not as much, but we do it, you know, maybe two or three times a week now. But we wanted to, the reason we did it is, well, we wanted to have our relationship tighter and better and not allow anything to come in that might, you know, because it's easy to be natural, you know, and we... <laughs> We wanted to grow in our relationships. That, that's pretty much what this was all about. And then with my hypochondria. <laughs> I needed help, so <laughs> we did that. Um, but we have learned to be respectful and to listen well to one another. We can see how to treat one another, um, how to treat one another better, help one another, and pray for one another because we're communicating with one another. I know what my son's going through at work. I know what my husband's thinking. My husband, he's quiet in his thinking. Like, you'll never hear my husband complain about anything. Very seldom. But he's thinking things. <laughs> you know, so he's learned, all of us have learned to open up about things that are bothering us so we can pray for one another and support one another. And I've learned so much about them. Okay. So let's talk about, now what she went over was discomfort zones. I'm getting close, so don't get worried. Uh, <laughs> Reconceptualizing um, you know, our thoughts by discomfort zones. Those are our emotions. That's how we learn to control our responses, okay? So some of us know our emotions, right? But have you ever really sat and thought about them? Or do you think about them when you're going to respond? Listen, choose, listen, you know, stop, listen, and choose. 
how you're going to respond. That's one of the keys, and she taught us about that. So I was going to talk about his driving. I used to get upset when he drove because he always wanted to be a race car driver. And so <laughs> when we're on the freeway or even on the street, he will do things that are like, what are you doing? Don't you care about me? I'm like, Martha, don't you care about me? I'm in the car. You know what I'm saying? And so he would, um, well, I don't know. I told this story once. We were on the freeway, on the 101 freeway, Harbor Freeway, and he forgot to get off at the 605 freeway, I think it was. And so here we're driving. All of a sudden, he, woo! <laughs> and he goes on, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Um, okay, okay, why did you do that? Um, but anyway, so we have this, <laughs> so anyway, we have this one exit near our house in Via Verde, okay? So it's like the, you come from the 10 freeway and the 57 freeway, and then there's our exit. So you don't have a lot of time to get over. So every time we're on that freeway, I'm like, okay, now get behind this truck. No, I can't get behind that truck. I don't want to go slow. I go, no, get behind the truck. So we, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go around. I want to get to that exit. I'm like, okay. Uh, all right, so now what I do, I mean, it's, it's scary sometimes. He doesn't do it all the time, once in a while. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just, what I do, I tell the Lord, my life is in your hands, and I hold my breath instead of getting mad. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, Pastor Chuck, he, he is the way he is, so... No matter how much I preach, it doesn't matter. But I, I believe God will touch him. I believe God will touch him. I have to enjoy the ride, right? <laughs> okay. So getting back to our honest communication, it's really important to discuss things with your family that you have against them or you feel that they're doing you know, but the key thing in that is neutral ground, not taking things personally. When you talk to people, you can't take things personally. You have to let them be who they are. You have to let them express themselves and not take it personally. And if you can do that, then you can talk and you can learn to get along better and learn to work things out together. So how are we, the summary, I'm to the summary. How are we going to reconceptualize our lives and restore our brains? Number one, and I'm sorry I don't have the list up here, but it is on the tape and you can listen to the tape. Renew our minds daily through meditation and you can write it down. Renew our minds daily through meditation, reading the word. Analyze and ponder situations and ask the Holy Spirit to help you if you're stuck in something. Like if you have a problem and you don't know how to fix it, Go to the Holy Spirit, and he'll show you. He's your helper. Number three, talk to your family and friends, like we said, and if you're having a problem, and they can help you. They can support you. Um, focus on the good things everything, every day, right? Whatever is true, honest, just, lovely, pure, all those things. Cast down every imagination. Replace it with the word of God and tell the enemy to what? Go. To go. 
Tell the enemy to go in Jesus' name. And number six, speak positive affirmations over yourself like we did today. I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. Christ is in me. His power is in me. Jesus told me I had power over all the power of the enemy and nothing can hurt me. Just continue to do that every day. So this is, this is a red flag here. So listen up. If you want to reconceptualize your life, you must not be laxed or you will say the same. You're not going to change or be transformed if you're going to be lax, if you're not going to do these things. Because this is what the Word of God says, and this is what he tells us to do. So get excited about listening to the Word of God. Right? Newheartforyou.com is a great place to listen to Pastor Chuck, to Terry, to Pastor Gary George. They are speaking faith, and they are speaking the Word of God. So... I'm giving you that ad today. Go to newheartforyou.com, turn on those messages, and it will change your life. Be encouraged, mothers today, and everyone else here. Be encouraged. You can change your life in 2021 by reconceptualizing your thoughts through the Word of God. In order to make a difference, put your whole heart into it. And let God transform you to become created in the image of him. To be free like he is free. Thank you so much. God bless you. And, wait a minute. Remember this? It's going down. 